Welcome to another episode of the Loving Life After Loss podcast. I am your host, Marie Alessi. Good morning, lovely people, and good evening for those watching from the US or Canada or somewhere else in the world. Thank you so much for your patience. We had a little bit of rebooting happening before we could go live together. And without further ado, I want to introduce you to a beautiful lady that I only just had the pleasure of meeting myself. And I was so excited about what Tanya does that I said, I need to bring you to my group. So Tanya, can you please introduce yourself a little bit to our audience while I'm bringing up my feed in case people have questions so I can actually watch that as well. Absolutely. Hi everyone, my name is Tanya and I am so delighted to be here and to be introduced to you by Marie. I'm so, I love what this group is all about. Mm -hmm. Loving ourselves. Yeah. You know, being able to experience Thank you so much for being here, Tanya. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'm going to share a bit of a background how we actually met. And Mm -hmm. it was really, really beautiful because I had um, my late husband's cousin, Wayne, in case he's here and watching this, and his beautiful girlfriend, Denise. They came over the other day because they are my elder son's godfather or godparents, however you want to call that. And uh, we had this beautiful chat about life and self-development and looking after yourself and working through things, you know, like they've been on a massive journey of self-development and because that's what I've been doing pretty much most of my life, uh, we got very, very deep into conversation. And in that conversation, they brought up a program that we'll also mention a little bit later, um, that they're doing with you. And I got very, very intrigued uh, because there was so much growth in there for them. And I could see it when I talked to them, you know, like from last time I saw Wayne and um, and Denise. And then when I saw them now, you could feel the huge shift they've been going through. And I said, tell me a little bit more about that. So we got very, very deep into conversation and most of the conversation went around um, self-development, discovering yourself diving really deep into your truest deepest essence hey Jody and I I was absolutely intrigued I said I need to meet this lady and I need to talk to you so we had a chat and little did I know at that stage and I'm going to dive right into that that you had actually lost your husband as well so we came to talk about that part of the journey quite quickly and um and it was really beautiful to delve into that with you. Do you mind sharing a little bit about your story and how long it's been for you? Absolutely. And, you know, I don't even know if we spoke about this or not, but you also lost your dad at a young yeah. age, which I did too. Yeah. I didn't so know that. Like, no, we didn't yeah. speak about that. So I was yeah, 17 I was 20. and you were 20. So, yeah, you know, very wow. much at the same time, wow. that, that male, yeah. the male figure, right? Mm. And, yeah. and the impact that that has. And, um, and then I went right from home very quickly on a very cold, cold night in New York. I went to Los yeah. Angeles because I just couldn't take the cold anymore and met my husband to be like two weeks later. And it was the See, you don't know that part of my story. That was the reason why I moved to Australia because I couldn't handle the cold in Austria. <laughs> I needed to go into the warmth and... That to me was opening the heart and healing and oh my God, <laughs> it's so funny. I can't believe we're <laughs> discovering more and more of this right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so I, take, um, us, take us from there, what happened? Yeah, so, so it was this fantasy, beautiful marriage. He was exactly what I had written down on a piece of paper that I wanted to meet, you know, the, the man who was, <laughs> you know, took care of me and, and was older and wiser and was just, mm. you know, uh, a man of the world and he was and was full of surprises and anything was done like that very creative yes. and then uh, about in 2011 he suddenly passed away mm. in my daughter's arms at the hospital and I was wow. I was en route at the airport mm. trying to get through a northeasterner storm to get there in time yeah and he waited you know they wow. said to him mommy's on her way we know that you if you need to mm. go you can go but and 
his literally his little you know the monitor started beating yeah. again wow that that really gave me goosebumps i remember when you shared that story with me and i i love that you said that that writing down part because i did the exact same thing before i made rob i wanted like i was so clear on what i wanted in my relationship and i was so blown away that I got so much more than I ever put on my list, you know? So I really love that we are discovering more and more parallels in our stories. But um, I really would like to talk a lot about um, the self-care part and the loving ourselves today, because, uh, you know, we have just passed that whole Christmas period and, I know for a fact, like just looking by all the comments, not just within my group, but also all around us and everywhere on social media, um, and just from our own personal experience as well, how many people struggle with this concept of Christmas, you know, that it gets really, uh, oh my God, my sister is watching. Hey, <laughs> kisses to Austria. So it was just really, um, hey, Christian, uh, Christopher, sorry. It's just so beautiful seeing who is on here live today? I'm just so blessed uh, to have all these people. So anyway, coming back to, to Christmas, you know, when you look around, how many people are struggling with this concept? And in particular, when you have experienced adversity in your life, then often Christmas becomes a bit of a struggle town and it becomes a bit of a, I'm dreading this. I don't know how to get through this. And it's very emotional. And in my own experience, I was really dreading Christmas this year, I have to admit. So in the buildup, I really used all my tools to open my heart to it and warm my heart to the idea that we'll be celebrating Christmas on uh, Christmas Eve this year with my late husband's family. And then Christmas Day, I had just me and my two boys. And I was dreading that fact. And then the more I thought about it and the more I opened myself up to it, the more I really embraced it. And it was actually really, really beautiful. Apart from one little hiccup that I already shared in my group on Facebook Live, we had a bit of a fallout and it, you know, all went to bed without Christmas dinner. And at first I thought, oh, you know, Christmas is ruined. And I'm like, oh, no, we just had a really crap evening. But all the rest of it was really beautiful. And we went back to beautiful the next day. So I thought, you know what? Stop beating yourself up over this. Everything else was beautiful. And that's what we need to focus on. You know, it's all about the focusing on what we have and what is good and what we can change. And that part of what we can change is what we'll spend a lot of time talking yeah. about today. So, Tanya, I'd love no, to bring so this back I to you. To say when you were talking about your Christmas experience, that yeah. it builds up. There's a build-up, no yeah. matter what, no matter how much we try, you know? Yeah. And it's okay. I mean, my girls yeah. this Christmas, I was taking care of my mom, you know? I was mm. telling you how I have an older parent also. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't generate Christmas, and I was starting yeah. to feel really bad. And they said... Mm don't worry we got you we're going to take care of it I said, but i don't even have time to buy gifts and they're like is that? Gifts from you to us <laughs> from, from you to your mom and from your mom you know from grandma to us and when i arrived to the apartment they had decorated my whole apartment oh wow made wow, so and beautiful however there Aww. was this like undercurrent of a humming Mm. you know where there was little snippies why'd you look at me this way yeah, <laughs> yeah. little yeah. little things yeah. between them and we I just put my hands on their shoulders I went just deep breath you know mm. like leave some compassion there just yeah. it's perfect no matter yeah. what this is the way it looks the one it's working. I think there's also so much expectation around Christmas and how it should be and how we supposed to celebrate it and you know like the the history the expectations and all that build up as well and expectation from society and the cliches and you know Christmas is supposed to be this and that and presents and and love and where do I get all these from and where do I get the patience from and oh you know gosh. it's this whole build up but sometimes we also then attach to it not working out the way we expected it to do or we're supposed to do or we expect it for ourselves to or it's because of and then the adversity comes back in but then when I think back there were moments of that before Rob passed where I got stressed out and expectations almost killed me and I, was, I thought you know it's too much and too much pressure and then you're sitting there wrapping presents late at night and it doesn't have to be that way and we don't have to attach that uh, 
to the loss either or to the adversity. So yeah. I really like that you say that. We are all just it's humans. Very and interesting, just though, no matter. Yeah. Yeah. No oh, matter how much we try, though, you know, as the hours yeah. get closer to the end, yeah. uh, you know, till that moment, there's always that, should I run out and get that present I can't afford anyway to, yeah. for them? Will this happen yeah, then? yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, stop, stop, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, uh, and yeah, you're right. Even before before the passing, before the adversity, mm. it was yeah. that, wanting it, yeah. wanting that Christmas to be the, in our mind, like the compilation of all the highlights of all the Christmases that were, you know, yeah. right there in that one, in that one beautiful moment that we have in our mind. Yeah. But really what people want is for us to be together and available and not in our head mm. thinking about what should be. Exactly. And I love that. And I have to say, I experienced so much healing this year over Christmas. I saw it, um, between Rob's siblings, like my late husband's siblings, there was so much healing. You could feel it so strongly, which really melted my heart. And then I also, in my whole build up to, you know, oh, you know, I stuffed up Christmas. And when I had all these negative thoughts in my head, I actually sat there and then I realized, oh my God, it's my sister's 50th birthday, not the sister watching the other one. I've got two sisters and two brothers in Austria. And, um, it's like, oh my God, how could I have missed that? Like I didn't miss it because I was still hours ahead. And um, I ended up like calling her for quite a long time. And so far I had this really beautiful chat um, to my partner actually yesterday. And I said, do you also wear masks in your family? As in, does everybody do that? Do you wear these masks as the roles that we used to play? And then you end up playing them for a really, really long time. And he said, oh yeah, got yeah, layers and layers of that. And and we talk about it. it was such a beautiful conversation and I said you know what on Christmas day when I was sitting there talking to all my siblings I felt for the first time in a long time if not ever I had dropped all of the masks and spoke to all of them just straight from my heart to them and every single conversation with every single one of my siblings was really heartfelt and beautiful I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And there was a lot of stuff that happened in our childhood. And uh, there was a lot of healing there as well in that moment for me. And I truly hope that my siblings felt that too. So it's just such a beautiful sign that my sister is watching this as well now while I'm thinking about this, because I, I have never seen her watch any of my life, um, like in the moment, you know, she might have watched it while I'm not aware of it, but knowing that she's live with me now, I'm like, oh, so beautiful. So I want to take this journey further and talk to you a little bit more about this journey of loving ourselves and healing and a really big aspect that often comes into adversity and healing is self-love and our body image that comes with that. So I'd really love to discover that a little bit more with you, Tanya, because I know this is the, the number one of many reasons why I invited you to come to this group and speak to us about this um, because that was the very topic that Wayne, Denise and I started talking about when they shared about you and who you are and what you do. So can you take us from where did your journey around that actually start, the healing, the body image, that connection, the self-love, and where did your adversity come in? Did one come before the other or did one happen in between? Where, where's that timeline and how yeah. did I mean, it I lead you to? What, what you're pointing to is that when we go through adversity, the yeah. most important thing is to take care of this vessel, right? And it's mm -hmm. the first thing that goes out the window that we don't take care of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my journey started way back when I was about 14. And... Wow. Uh, I was going to go switch from a French school where I was around boys and we went out for lunch and, and um, to an all girl American school. And my dad said to me, you know, if you go there, you're gonna gain weight. And I was like, what? But it kind of just like, not that that was why it happened, but it happened. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. was, I was in a place where we didn't go out for lunch. We were mm -hmm. foods that I didn't know. And I, mm -hmm. I began to use food as a way to avoid going back upstairs. Mm. You know, I remember sitting in the cafeteria eating upstairs. Joe's. 
going back to you know up to the classroom to the mm -hmm. to the exam you know if i yeah. sit if i sit in the cafeteria long enough i might like go into a coma <laughs> i have to go mm -hmm. up there <laughs> and i and then you know i had lost my sister when i was nine and mm -hmm. that was something that kind of my parents kind of checked out understandably so yeah. so between 9 and 14 it was kind of building up to that but by the time i was 14 it was really full on and come mm -hmm. home after school and i would just with a friend be eating watching the 4:30 afternoon movie eating lots okay. of stuff my mother was yeah. a cordon bleu chef by just as a as a uh, hobby Mm -hmm. So it was always very heavy foods back when, you know, yeah. France had heavy foods. And mm -hmm. um, I started to go on a diet. And when I started to go on a diet, that was the beginning of the vicious cycle of, yeah. you know, I would lose weight and then gain it right back. Mm -hmm. And I tried everything. I even tried a mm -hmm. fast once that was for 40 days. Yeah. You know, and thinking that that's going to do it. I'm just going to wipe it all out and then I will be fresh start. Mm -hmm. And when that started coming back, I was like, okay, there's something wrong here. The approach is counterintuitive to what the mm -hmm. body, how the body reacts. And I started to learn uh, about personal development and really looking at how does the mm -hmm. mind work? How does the body work? Yeah. And the body actually has a divine intelligence mm -hmm. that when I was dieting, I was telling it, you're bad and wrong. Someday you'll be better, you know, yeah. and the I, body can I just interrupt you here quickly. I really want to highlight that because for you, it's so normal to say that, but I want to highlight what you just said, you know, that when you choose to diet that you subconsciously tell your body, there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And that, that is really huge because I really feel people need to hear that. And, and that's why I wanted to highlight that when you diet, you subconsciously send a message to your body that there's something wrong with it something wrong with you, something wrong with the way you age, the way you nurture or not nurture yourself. And I yeah. really, yeah, needed to quickly so important. Yeah. And then the brain is really a powerful thing. And it says, yeah. oh, is that the game we're playing? Something's wrong. Mm. And so we mm. keep getting more something's wrong, right? We look in mm. the mirror, we're looking for what's mm. wrong. We're weighing ourselves. We're going, oh, now, you know, and the mm. body's always fluctuating. And then, yeah. oh, three pounds went up after all I did, mm. you know, yeah. and it just becomes a vicious cycle of a, that we, we become mean to ourselves. Yeah, yeah you know? very much so. And the body mm. takes any kind of food, and this is what I believe. I don't know if I ever read this anywhere. I'm not a nutritionist, so don't hold me to it. Mm. But this is my experience is that the body, when it, when it hears anything different than what it wants, it mm. thinks that there's a famine going on. Yeah. Because yeah. we're much more used to that. I know for a fact is that we're much more mm. used to in the history of, of mankind to deal mm. with famines than we are with any kind of obesity and things like that. Now, mind you, this is not weight loss. We're not talking about weight loss, although that is one of the symptoms is weight gain. We're talking yeah. about our relationship to our body and loving yeah. our body. And that yeah. this is this this way of dieting becomes a, a really a, a it's an equal opportunist also. Mm. There are people who are underweight, who are weighing everything, measuring everything, mm. think, you know, obsessing about the next thing that they're going to eat or not eat. Yeah. Yeah. And the body goes into survival. Yeah. It goes, okay, I need to make sure this person survives this. So it mm -hmm. slows down the metabolism. Mm -hmm. And it starts with the cravings. Anything mm -hmm. we deprive ourselves, we're going to crave. Yeah. Right? So it's and very... And it holds onto every tiny little bit that you do feed it because you never know when you get more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then there's the scarcity eating, you know, where it's like yeah. you go to someone's house and they made something and you don't know if they're ever going to have it again. So you yeah. have to eat it all. Up. Yeah. yeah. I, I that's part of, of your program that you actually have, like, that's what Denise shared with me, you know, uh, that you have actually different names of uh, eating habits, you know, the, the cultural eating, the scarcity eating, all these beautiful 
I say beautiful things because it's beautiful when you recognize what you're actually doing and, and is it necessary or not? And most of the time the answer would be no. Um, so what I love about your program, um, do you want to share the name of your program? It's called Body EQ, meaning yeah. the, you know, the intelligence of the body. Yeah. And, and I, I just so love the title of it because I also want to highlight um, we're not here to sell you a program. We, we definitely will share the details for those who are interested, but we're not here to sell you a program or another diet. This is all about um, in the name of self-love, in the name of healing yourself, in the name of healing your relationship with your body. Because mm -hmm. as we said, you know, bringing it back to uh, the adversity, and this is the very reason why Tanya is here to talk um, to us about this, is that most of us go into a very, very unhealthy pattern quite quickly after such an intense adversity. Um, some people start overeating instantly because they're like, can't get enough, can't get enough, can't get enough, need to protect myself, do whatever it is. And in my case, it was I hardly ate at all. I literally, after a couple of days of not eating at all after Rob passed, I had to remind myself I need to at least eat once a day. And it was like, I need to make sure that it's healthy. I felt like I needed, I had this intense need of nurturing food, not just any food. So um, I, I remember there was a day where literally I could hardly eat anything. I needed to force myself. Like, and I said to my, um, I was staying with friends, you know, because we had to fly to the other side of the country to identify Rob's body. And friends of ours took us in. And she said is it okay if we get takeout for the boys and said absolutely that they, they love it you know there's no at the moment there's no rules about food whatever and they went to a particular fast food chain that i don't really appreciate but anyway i said you know what whatever it takes right now and i said do you mind getting me a carrot it sounds so weird but that's all i wanted to eat i just wanted a carrot I just, <laughs> you know i was not thinking of dieting at all at that moment i just felt like my body needed vitamins my body needed nutrients my body needed something that would nurture it and that was quite an interesting observation that I had back then and so my my weight just went downhill I lost like I don't know I think like seven kilos or something in the first few weeks but it mm -hmm. also became this um that holding on to became an unhealthy habit because it it felt to me it was something that I could control so it was an unhealthy reason why I started doing it. At first, it felt like a natural, my body's just telling me what I need. But then it became unhealthy quite quickly in terms of, oh, my body realized there's something that I can control in all this, uh, you know, what was happening yep. that I couldn't control. Hey, this is just a quick break. If you're enjoying this podcast, think of one person that you'd love to share this with. Thank you. Where did you go from this school change where you realized and noticed that you did start gaining weight? Where did you go from there in your journey? So I went from there to look at how does this all work? Because coming from the outside in, telling it what to do wasn't working. Mm. So yeah. I began to really listen to my body. Mm. For, and I realized I'm not hearing it at all. Mm. Wow. You know, I was it's just memory eating, you know, eating what reminded yeah. me of my dad, you know, things like that, rather than really listening to what my body did. Then I realized mm. just how, how I was criticizing myself all the time mm. while I was eating, you know, and so letting yeah. go of all of that, I became the observer of the whole mm. thing and really transformed looking at self-love not like a yeah. because I was always brought up you think too much about yourself you should really be thinking mm. about others and not yourself was the message yeah. that I got mm. and really it's a matter of integrity that we love yeah. ourselves mm -hmm. not like a oh dear me you're loving yourself or <laughs> looking in the mirror loving ourselves but truly yeah. and i want to give everyone an exercise um that's really that's one of my favorite exercises to do <laughs> um, but it's really it's not about the food it's about loving ourselves as mm. being whole and complete not mm. looking for for satisfaction or fulfillment out there but waking up yeah. fulfilled because mm we feel ourselves, our truest self. Mm -hmm. And how we access our truest self is by observing what our 
what isn't. Mm. What converse, you know, 98% of the thoughts that go through our head are old thoughts. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know the number was that high, but yeah. It's and if you write, if it tests me, write it down and tomorrow you will go, oh, and it has this, this um, quality of like, no, you must listen to me right now. This is like the most important thought you're having, you know? And then you, you look in the diary and it's like, no, that was, that was the same thing I thought of yesterday with the same mm. importance, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, the, and a lot of those thoughts are negative thoughts about mm. the body if you've been a dieter. Mm. This is real. And so it's how you access your truest self is by noticing those thoughts and letting them go and becoming yeah. the, just the observer just the observer, just let it go. Yeah. And you all of a sudden start to really hear what your body wants, what your mm -hmm. self wants, who you are when that noise starts to dis dissipate. Yeah. I love, I love these facts so much, Tanya, because it's actually also um, one of the things that I teach in my healing journeys, um, where um, most of you who have done the journey would recognize this as the exercise in the the whole and the hill experience that I share and this was a moment when I came back from my trip overseas with the boys and it was like nine months into Rob's passing and I found myself in the living room and all of a sudden I had nothing prepared there were no more steps that I had pre-planned and everything else till then was pre-planned and I could have easily slid down into what I call the hole that could have been resembling depression etc and then there was this hill of new happy memories that are created that I didn't have any energy left to climb up. So I allowed myself to sit in the middle and observe and the observing part really needs to come with the intention to listen and understand rather than with judgment. And that's what we often do. We observe and then we notice patterns and then we judge ourselves for how could you think so negative and how can you act so negatively and how can you treat your body or yourself um, in such a negative way yet when we observe it's really with the intention to understand our body and mm. that is the important and beautiful part in all of this so I absolutely love that you that you bring this up yeah so where did you go from the observing part and learning to listen to your body so from the observing part I went to um forgiving mm. Yeah. You know, and, and one of the, the exercises that I do, I practice morning routines, you know, and the, one of the exercises that I share with everyone is to acknowledge, first pick seven things that you acknowledge yourself for. Mm. And then seven things that you forgive yourself for. Yeah. Wow. You know, because a lot of that yeah. is tied up in all kinds of stuff, right? The eating, I, yeah. I really look to see what do I eat for? One of the reasons I would mm. eat is if I felt guilty about something, that I didn't do mm. something that I was supposed to do. Yeah. I would go eat something and feel better, yeah. you know? So instead of yeah. that, like really looking at forgiving myself, dealing with the emotions that I hadn't dealt with and that I was dealing mm. with food with them yeah. instead. Right. Yeah. Um, if I couldn't figure out a problem, my mom and I would go, oh, we'll just go to the bistro and have something to eat. Mm. And it will feel better after that. Yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. just all yeah. heavier. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> it was it was looking at and, and some of them are hidden, you know, some mm. of them are hidden ways that I didn't realize that I was collapsing food with emotions mm. yeah. and really looking at all of them and and kind of purging myself of all of that because once you look at it you go oh well that's silly it was so automatic mm. but once you see it it's yeah. like oh i don't need to do that what mm. does food have to do with my not being decisive like i could mm. go and you know do a yoga move or i could go call a friend yeah. or i could go do something yeah. else right Call a friend option. 
and so that was that was that you know creating practices that yeah. were really um much more empowering than than eating mm -hmm. and allowing myself to eat anything that i wanted was mm -hmm. the big thing wow there was so much indoctrination of good food bad food yeah and my wanting to have bad food of course because i couldn't have it and, and then, yeah. you know, uh, isolating myself from social situations that might mm. tease me into wanting someone thinking that I wouldn't be able to control myself yeah. if I went there. So I might as well not go because I'm so committed to my, you know, taking yeah. care of myself. So yeah. once I allowed myself to have anything, the first thing my body said was, oh, yeah, how about a total mm -hmm. room bottle? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> if I'm hungry, I will have that. And then really, really tasting it. Because when we're, or when I was on in the diet mode, I was, if I was eating something I was kind of guilty of, I wasn't really allowing myself to really enjoy it. Yeah. Right? So it's really, it was really enjoying it and going, okay, is this really what I really, really wanted? And then it's so great. And guess what? After yeah. I after I allowed myself that, I wasn't craving it anymore. Wow. It is so powerful, really. Like even when you said that, you know, it's so empowering. And it really is. We put so much meaning on food and what we are supposed to eat and not supposed to eat and what is bad and what is good. And we live in a world where we are so swamped with information and it's really tricky sometimes not even sometimes very often it's, it's just really tricky to determine what is right and what is wrong and in particular what is right and what is wrong for us you know what is right for some people might not be right for you and to allow this process of going through this and relearning what to do and how to do it this this is the one part that fascinates me the most about your body EQ program because I um you know when we had this little pre-chat where I realized oh my god this is so much bigger than just me doing this journey I need to bring you to my whole group and I need to introduce you and yeah. I just absolutely loved everything I said because even in our short pre-chat that we had about it I think I had at least three really really powerful realizations about my own relationship with food and eating habits and all of that and I knew for a long time that I had unhealthy eating habits and um, it took me about four decades four decades to realize that um, whenever I had family coming from overseas I put on like three to five kilos in one month that's huge that is really huge and fast and then uh, after yeah four four and a half decades I realized that it was a subconscious protecting myself pattern as in I needed to bring distance between them and me because there was so much healing that needed to happen within my family that I that was my only way of knowing how to put distance between them and I which is so well I shouldn't say stupid I don't want to punish myself for that it's not I don't think that way anymore I have healed so much in terms of the relationship to my family and now I realize now it's time to heal what I have learned about food, what I've learned about eating habits and what I have subconsciously learned in particular, because these are the tricky parts to get to, you know, what you consciously realize is easy to heal, but the stuff that's in your subconscious is the stuff that really needs to come up. And you came along and with just a couple of mentionings or the right questions, it just popped up and was like, oh my God, it's there. It's so simple. And that's what I loved about it. It is so simple. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And so, yeah, yeah. whoever's watching yeah, you, I, mean, I want the I'm world in. I'm already doing the program. I've already signed up. I can't <laughs> wait to get started. Yeah. But we'll get there. Be patient. Um, I want to come back to your story because I keep... Um, yeah. I also want to just uh, to, um, underline that it's all about tr having the best you deserve mm -hmm. the best and nothing yeah. less than the best. And there yeah. is plenty around. There's no scarcity in this world, mm. in anything. Yeah. I believe in the quantum field of total yeah. potentiality, right? Yeah. Anything that we want, we can have. It's all there. The only thing yeah. that's in our way, right, is in here. 
And it's like, mm. this is like a, I, it's almost like, you know, you have body cleanse. It's not enough. This is like a mind cleanse of getting rid of all yeah. those thoughts that are hidden that run me that I didn't know were running me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. So take us further on your journey. So you realize that you have these observations and you were what age at, at that stage? Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't understand this kind of uh, understanding my body till I mm. hit about well into my adulthood. It took me a long mm. time of going on diets yeah. constantly and feeling like yeah. I wasn't quite there, not quite there, mm. you know, yeah. till I just couldn't mm -hmm. take it anymore. It was, it was yeah. so draining. Um, I mm. think I must have been like in my thirties oh, wow. when I finally was like, I can't do this anymore. And I have not been on a diet or any kind of regimen in over 20 years. Wow. Like, I don't even think about it. I used to gain weight, like just <laughs> looking at Christmas, you know? I, I don't think, think about it. you can count these women on one hand that can actually say that wholeheartedly. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And people look at me now and they go, oh, you're like one of those people that doesn't have to diet. You know, that you, you yeah. probably born that way. I'm like, oh, you don't understand. Mm. Not even. And, and it's really like you said, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you mm. see, you, once you access how the body really wants to work and what it needs yeah. and you become partners with it, mm. you just give it what it wants. You know, I close yeah. my eyes and I go, okay, what do you feel like having? Mm. And something will come up and go, you got it. I have yeah. a, I have a deal with my body. Yeah. It will get whatever it wants, even if I have to go across town to get it, mm. you know? And at yeah. first it was like challenging me, but now it's like, it knows that it's taken care of. It knows mm. that everything is number one, you know? And yeah. I think my the biggest challenge now is when, when, um, when I want to create something big, you know, when I want to, whether I'm working on my business, just to really still remind myself that this is number one. Mm. Rest, the amount yeah. of run, right amount of sleep, the right amount yeah. of water, the right amount of giggles and cuddles mm -hmm. and hugs mm -hmm. and, and the right amount of nothingness, you know, just yeah. having that, I get to do nothing right now. I don't have to think about anything for a few minutes, you know, yeah. it doesn't even have to be meditating. It could just be nothing yeah whatever time to just hear what the body wants so everybody mind. feel that relaxed when tanya says that i love it hey terry <laughs> oh my god this is so beautiful it is such a relief when you actually say that you know the allowing yourself to do nothing not everything in life has to have a purpose and have to be driven and have to be an agenda you know i, I need to meditate to relax i need to do this to do that and i'm like you know what I, I went through that a couple of weeks ago and, and I'll share that quite openly in the group here as well, where I just, Terry goes like, yes, where I just needed uh, time out, you know, where I went through this phase of, oh my God. And that was shortly after I ran the retreat and um, uh, it took a whole lot of my energy because I poured everything I had into this retreat and it was such a build up to that as well. And after that, I went into, through this phase of like, all right, what is this? Am I going through a midlife crisis? Am I going through early menopause? Am I going through burnout? Am I going through, and I was trying to find a label for it. And then I'm like, you know what? I just need time out. I just need to allow myself to step back and reevaluate. And I had a really fascinating chat with a friend of mine, uh, a beautiful Jared. I think he might be in this group as well. He's a coach in the US and I had a couple of interviews with him. He invited me to speak to his group a few times. And I spoke to him after that and he said, Marie, I'm going through that like two, three times a year where I step away. I'm like, do I still want to do this? Do I still want to do coaching? Do I want to like, like really big questions? And every time I come back refresh and I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I want to do. But it takes me to step away and allow myself to do that. And when he said that to me, that was so healing and freeing because I realized I have not stepped away from this movement to really reevaluate where I'm standing and what I'm doing and what I want in 20 months or 21 months. I can't remember exactly how many months I'm running this now. I think 21 months, yeah. And not once had I stepped away to go like, 
where am I at with that? You know, do I only to put my glasses on there because I'm having yeah. some comments and questions here. Terry's like relieved to give yourself permission to give yourself what you need. Absolutely. And I like partners with your body. Yes, Terry, I absolutely love that as well because, you know, who are we without our body? You know, that is just so freedom. Yeah, Terry goes freedom in capital letters. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, to allow myself to step away yeah. and come back. Yeah, was powerful. Sorry, I just... I was going to say, our body's always changing. So any yeah. kind of program doesn't work because our yeah. body needs different things at different times. Yeah. It's, it's fluid, yeah. right? Yeah. That's exactly, I need to highlight that again, what you just said. That's exactly what got me to actually sign up to do this program with you because I realized it's not another program to diet, to learn how to, to how do I deal with food and all of that. It was a call to action to love my body and to start listening to it. And all these little things that pop up for me that were so huge uh, in your program. And I just absolutely love that. I love that it's a getting to know and reforming that relationship that I have created with my body, which is not a healthy one. Um, and a huge, huge, huge amount of self-love in all of that because I realized that self-love was the biggest journey ever and is for so many people and um yeah take that, time, tell us a little bit about yeah yeah how did you come to create yeah. yeah it's kind of absurd about, when you think about it right that, that love is something yeah. that's so um overlooked yeah for ourselves yeah. Oh, massively. Massively. Yeah. yeah absolutely so i'd love to hear how did you come to create body eq and and what's in it i'd really love for you to share a little bit more yeah. about that so how i could uh, so once i became you know be, began to take you know evolved into what i was doing which i just mm. shared with you my friends were going okay okay come on tell me come on what, 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 <laughs> what's the secret on. what's the secret <laughs> especially one of my Australian friends. She was like, mm -hmm. every time she was like, okay, come on. I've known you when you were all plump and everything. I know, like, what is this? And she's been on a diet since she's 10 and she just is 60 now and can, you know, was still mm -hmm. dieting all the time. And so she was like, I need to know what this is. And so I started to share it with almost literally everyone that I mm. was coaching, I was a business coach and a personal development coach and a, mm. you know, uh, high, high intensity result coach. And I was doing work mm. with businesses and everyone I came across would be like, I want some of that. <laughs> so it's 70% not happy with our bodies, you mm. know? So I began to incorporate it in my coaching with other with with all the other things that I was doing and then I found that there was a call for just that mm. you know yeah. where people really wanted wanted that really important mm -hmm. and it's become something of a of a global mission for me like I would love to see in like less than 20 years from now you know that this mm. becomes something that we don't we don't even we go diets yeah. <laughs> You know, that was like, remember when we used to say the world was flat, you know, like mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all into this and, and, and are just happy, and and yeah, just happy and free. Yeah, happy and free. And um, mm -hmm. I've had, I've had people um, who participate in the program who say, when you're ready, I want you to train me to lead this. And I'm all for that, you know, so that's what I yeah. see as a future is having other people take it on. It's much yeah. more than what I can do alone. Train the trainers, absolutely. Train the trainers. Yeah. There's um, there's also something that I'm noticing is happening more and more inside of the program. As a result, people have clarity. Sure, lots of love comes in. It's a three mm. three part program. It's one is really distinguishing the ways in which those hidden constraints of oh, I didn't realize that I was eating every time we went to this town because we yeah. had to stop at that restaurant to get the sticky yeah. bun 
whether I was hungry or yeah. not. Yeah. It's not that the sticky bun's bad for us, <laughs> but it's that it's like, we just had lunch. Why do we have to stop and, you know, I wasn't hungry, right? Yeah. So distinguishing yeah. that. And then it's really a program about falling in love with ourselves and getting like, mm -hmm. as a matter of integrity, what is going on there? Not like a morality, yeah. but as a being whole and complete human being that, you know, uh, dissolving, just dissolving mm. all of the things yeah. that stand in the way of us and love. Because love mm. is a also fluid. It's, mm -hmm. it's the light. It's yeah. the brightness mm -hmm. inside of us. And when we shine, we have everybody else shine around us. So it's igniting right. ourselves. <laughs> and then it's practicing, uh, rediscovering what's tastes are we have over 10,000 mm. taste buds in our mouth mm. hello those were not meant for for <laughs> diet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and characteristics really, only <laughs> having food like a self-expression yeah. you know like mm. really sharing and cooking and doing and and people yeah. start to really uh, you know sharing all the new tastes that they're coming up with and we're only mm. eating the things that are absolutely the best like on a scale of one to ten yeah. they have to be a ten or a nine you know just mm. like orgasmic amazing the best thing i've ever had like imagine if that's the only mm -hmm. thing you allowed yourself in life period in every way not just yeah. food everything had to be yeah. just like the top of the Amazing. top yeah and that we want it. that for others right mm. that it's not just for us but we want that for others we want to create <laughs> that for others as um and that's that's what brings me fulfillment is i yeah. know that that's waking up and and knowing that i have gifts for others and the more mm. i give the more i have mm. to experience it yeah i have to share something quickly it's, it's such a cute little story and i'm absolutely certain um denise wouldn't mind me sharing this and and good morning heather by the way <laughs> sleepy head so um it was so funny because you know you mentioned the uh it has to be at least like an eight out of ten if not nine or ten out of ten and, and that's what denise shared with me as well and she said you know they started just buying the really the best of the best of food and organic olive oil and all these things you know and she said um because they're staying um with um wayne's mom at the moment and uh and they had bought this beautiful bottle of organic olive oil and she noticed one day that all of a sudden that oil was only like three quarters or half of the way full and all of a sudden it was full again and she's like what what happened there what and and bless wayne's beautiful mom <laughs> she said oh i just filled it up for you that's it's like oh, no. what did you fill it up with and she's like oh look i bought this and it's bargain and special and blah 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 oh my <laughs> she god filled it up. Oh my god. never mind we're just going buy some new one it was so it was so cute i absolutely love this story because obviously she meant well and she wanted to fill up their beautiful bottle of olive oil and she poured in like some of the oh my god something that she found on special and thought it was really great and um yeah anyway bless her wow. I, I don't mean that in a judgmental way or anything but it was just so cute because we talk about how our patterns are so like in particular those of us including myself growing up in large families with lots of kids there is this you know bargain buying and and bulk buying and it, it's often with rather low or lowest quality of food because it's cheaper and there's so many mouths to feed and there's a lot around that as well that needs to be relearned and retrained and that whole i can't afford it is is quite you know ingrained in my body memory as well you know as in that's that's how my mom used to cook and that's how my mom fed five of us and um, I know that all too well and I've seen that in Rob's family as well and that's why you know Wayne's mom grew up like that as well oh there's you know we need to buy 10 of those because then you get it cheaper or whatever you know that's just so ingrained and I mean to a point I have to say without judgment it's fair enough because our family grew up in a very very different background you know when there was war and there was nothing else around there were very very different circumstances but I myself have to remind myself quite often um we don't live in war zone anymore you know and it's so ingrained for a long time it wasn't even a conscious thought pattern but now i often recognize it now you know what we talked about before when you see something you can't unsee it and once i realized that a lot of 
those behaviors, buying behaviors, eating behaviors, comes from the time of war where there was literally nothing, where you literally had to, um, you know, fight for food or so make sure that. Say that because we inherit. That's one of the things we look yeah. at. What have we yeah. inherited from our yeah. from our families from our past when they had to deal with, like you said, war? It was a reality, yeah. very real, very yeah. real for them. Yeah. I mean, we look now with even with COVID, we're doing things yeah. that our our it's grandchildren might go like, "Why well, didn't that?" <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so, yeah totally um but what i wanted to finish off was uh, yeah. saying was that what i'm noticing is that when we go through this program and there's so much clarity happens one of the things that show up also is we start having clarity not just about the foods that we're eating but deserving the best yeah. people start looking at well how, am yeah. I choosing it's my seven career? o'clock. Am I choosing yeah. my career? Some of them have yeah. completely new ideas that show up because it's so clean yeah. now and so mm. crisp that yeah. they start to create all these new um rechoosing sometimes the career that they're in or having mm. a you know what I've wanted this this whole time and it's been sitting mm -hmm. on my chest and I haven't allowed yeah. myself to do this. I can't mm. not do it now, you know, and they'll just yeah. like start creating a whole other thing um the, yeah. the group ends up being so supportive mm. of each other it's really mm. I, I love watching that it's like all these new newly born ideas that come mm. i just saw a comment from bonnie um i'm not really sure bonnie when you say that is my husband marie do you mean in terms of eating habits as in still thinking about war and all of that is that what you're referring to or Maybe you can just clarify. I'm not really sure what you mean by that. It's my husband. But yeah, it's I really I've just so loved the couple of realizations that I had chatting to you in our pre-chat. And um, so Tanya, I just want to say to all of, all of the people watching here, whether you're watching this live right now with us or whether you're watching this in um, a replay, um, Tanya will share the link to her program in the comments below she will share the link to her website or any any social media links anything that you want to share where people how people can connect with you and learn more about the program or even book a chat with you to to talk about whether it's right for them or not i know that your next program is starting really really soon so i was so pumped that we could actually do that before the program starts yeah. to have this interview because for those of you who want to join you'll know i'll be in the program with you i can tell you that i'll be one of the students this time not the teacher and I'm really, I'm really excited about it because I know that self-love is such a huge topic for me um, that I'm so much better at, but still have a lot to learn. So I just want to quickly put my glasses back on because uh, Shalina is commenting here as well. Uh, Shalina, I feel that food should be an experience. I want to enjoy what I'm feeding my body to the extent of pushing myself to learn to cook just so that I'll have more pleasure in my meals. I absolutely love that because Shalina, I've been watching your journey as in, um, Shalina is um, in a very similar position to me. We were very, very blessed to have a husband who was an excellent, excellent cook and really loved cooking. And now we were both in this scenario where we had to learn to cook and learn to appreciate food. And Shalina is miles ahead of me in terms of experiencing and experimenting with food. And I absolutely love her journey. Mm. Terry's like, I want my taste buds to zing with life again. And um, yeah, Bonnie just confirmed, yes, that's exactly what she meant in terms of her husband. Oh, the garage door is opening up. I'm sitting in my studio and I'm getting fresh coffee served. Ooh, thank you. So yeah, oh. coming back to you, yeah. I am um, I, my cat's here too. She's been meowing outside the door the whole time. Let me in. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love it. Oh, look at that. Um, created so, a little a little present for anyone who is part of the group a part of Marie's mm, group to have a code that you can put in to get a couple hundred dollars off of the price yeah. so that you open, have a, you. like a, a a new year's I thought it the, the best time to start is a new year right start off fresh that and clean so beautiful and very yeah. very generous of you so thank you so much I really would it be the best that. way is for me to just put it in the Facebook chat when yes. we go on? Just in the yeah. chat. So in the comments below, because then people have it with the interview okay. when they watch it back. 
because uh, a lot of people always watch it back um, and come back to the interview later on and mm -hmm. that's where they find the links below in the comments so whenever we finish this interview now um, Tanya will come back in and we will also be there to answer any questions that you might have or come back to any comments because Tanya is in our group anyway I invited her to come in and um, yeah I, I just I have to say I'm personally really really excited about doing this program with you and then I thought you know what I'd really love for uh, my audience to hear about this too because so many people in particular when it comes to adversity develop an even unhealthier relationship with their body and uh, self-love is a really very healing and super important thing along the journey so uh, Bonnie's just saying he grew up in Germany during war yes that, but like my whole family um, went through war and I feel in my body in my cells actually as weird as it might sound to some people that I have taken on a lot of that behavior that scarcity behavior the um, one more story that is really a very short story that I want to share about my grandmother and I thought about that with such disgust so many times but also with so much appreciation for what she's been through she said they started a habit um, during war that they read the newspaper every time they were eating because all they had were some really um, she always talked about peas a bowl of peas with worms in it and to not be able to see the worms she would start reading a newspaper and just eat because that's all they had like wow. really rotten food and they tried to make the best out of it and it was just you know as a teenager when I heard this story I thought this is so disgusting how on earth could you eat that but when you don't live in that time you've got no idea how you're still holding on to whatever you have and sometimes you know it, it was just really horrible it's one of the memories that really stuck in me where I'm like this is unbelievable That's how that drastic. actually triggered yeah. some super unhealthy behaviors in me you know you can't so how, did that out or, how did that what did that trigger for you uh, sorry I was just reading one comment how they didn't change much and the way yeah the, the way we eat now that's exactly the answer to your question uh tanya it triggered a lot of oh, you can't chuck food out we have to eat that you can't you know you can't throw food out that was a really big one and it's still ingrained in yeah, me that now, was a big one like, with denise that was one of the things that she yeah. got free around yeah. you know mm. uh, of being able to you know the clean plate club i have to eat it and it's yeah. kind of silly. It's kind of absurd. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. going to put it on my hip instead of putting it in the fridge for later or throwing yeah. it out. Yeah. That's what my dad often said. You know, he, I remember him saying, well, it's going to go in the toilet anyway. You can push it through your body or you can put it in the toilet straight away. It's your choice. And I was like, wow, that really, you know, it's like quite a graphic picture. But yeah, you're right. You know, so. <laughs> <sighs> Terry's like, yep, don't throw food out. Yeah, we all know that behavior. You know, we all picked it up from somewhere or a lot of us have. So yeah. uh, Tanya, just to wrap this up, because I understand we are at the end of uh, our time now. And, and um, I know we started a bit late, but uh, I just really want to reinforce this message. So highlights for me here are, this is not another diet program. I really want to make this so clear. And that's the number one and only reason why I signed up for it, because I really certainly did not want another diet program. But um, the program is called Body EQ, and it is all about building new relationships with your body. If you lose weight on the side, which will probably happen if you have a very unhealthy relationship to your body, that's a bonus side effect. But this is, please, please should not be the number one reason why you do join this program if you happen to join us, if you choose to join us. Um, it is really about self-love and self -love, forgiveness yeah. and learning new habits, new ways and allowing your taste buds to get a bit of a joy party here as yeah. well or a lot of that. So um, it's the doorway the to an adventure, you know, it's the doorway yeah. to a infinite yeah. adventure of loving oneself. Mm. Mm effortless that's the other thing is it's effortless yeah what do you want to say to people tanya just to round this up now 
um, some final words around if people are listening to this uh, in the replay or life, doesn't really matter now, and they have questions or they're sitting on the fence or they're not really sure whether that is something for them or not, um, what would you like to say to them? If they're sitting on the fence, I would say, go for it. Look at, you know, <laughs> what have you done so far? You know, yeah. if you want a release, an effortless release, it almost sounds unreal, right? Like, wait, huh? Mm -hmm. Because diets are, have so much stress around yeah. them and so much work, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't believe no pain, no gain. I believe mm. in it being your self-expression. <laughs> I believe that, that our eating is part of our autonomic system, you know, like breathing mm. and yeah. that, you know, it, it should be effortless. And, and this is the access to that. So yeah. come and get some love, you know? Yeah. And the group yeah. dynamic yeah. is such a safe, beautiful, we bring a lot of humor, we bring fun, we bring love to it. Yeah. So it, it's definitely the best night of the week or afternoon mm -hmm. of the week, whatever time it is yeah. for you. How long does the program go for? And the program goes for 10 sessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, once a week. Mm -hmm. Love it. I absolutely love it. I'm really excited about it so i can't wait to join you because as i said you know even about even those little things that we talk about in our pre-chat i had such huge shifts and realizations about what i have done like the connections that i have built that was the biggest thing for me like even a pre-chat and i haven't even started your program yet but the connections that i have formed between food eating self-love body image um yeah. you know my family history oh my god so unhealthy and something that i you know i can't unsee anymore just even yeah. things outside, and it's not I like it's a should. It. yeah there are no shoulds right it's no shoulds yeah. it's not like oh you you yeah. this was unhealthy don't so you should on me yeah anymore, you know <laughs> it's it's for people mm. who don't want to be told what to do like i'm one mm. of those people that like my internal conversation don't tell me what to do yeah. I'm not yeah. going to follow some program, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, if you don't want to be following program, if you don't want to be on diets and if you want to yeah. embrace yourself and have compassion, yeah. love, fun, absolutely. that's what this is all about. Yeah. Because that you was know? one of the things that I discovered, you know, because I can, because now I can afford it and now I have the money and now I don't have to worry about, you know, and it's like, who's telling me what to do. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is all not freedom. This is unhealthy because I'm still trying to prove something that it's like, it's not what I thought, oh, it's freedom and I can do whatever I want now. No, it's still dictated by what I couldn't do, you mm -hmm. know, rather than just, as a you know. Yeah. yeah, now you're counterbalancing it and it's just as unhealthy as it was, but not being able to do it, you know, uh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I cannot wait to get started. I am so yeah. grateful. Yeah, you already started. You already you mean like, yeah. and the thing is that I noticed with you uh, is that you noticed something and then your eyes just became like this and you were like oh wait I knew that but I didn't see it this uh -huh. way and then all yeah. of a sudden it's the connections spring. that are missing yeah there's a lot of things and I often say that the I know is our biggest blockage because as soon as we say I know we block our learnings and that is one thing that I have learned really really early in my own coaching journey when it came to my you know healing my own stuff that one of my stuff was the i know and i used it a lot and i blocked myself from learning and i made a huge effort to drop that out of my vocabulary i hardly 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 ever use i know anymore i prefer to say wow that's really interesting or that's fascinating oh my sister is saying something i call it soul food diet eat what your body asks for yeah it's absolutely absolutely beautiful it's yeah it's really yeah nurturing your soul nurturing your body that's what it should all be about you know so wow yeah i'm pumped i'm really pumped to learn new connections about all the things that we all kind of already know but forming these connections in a way that is actually helping us to form and recreate um yeah. and build a new healthy relationship with our body 
and to love our bodies, especially the women in here. I know that's very cliche, but how amazing will that be when we are able to say, I absolutely love my body as it is right now. Yeah. With that being said, I want to thank you for your time, Tanya. Thank, thank you so you. much for everything that you shared. I'm so looking forward to getting started on this journey with you. And for everyone yeah, watching live or the replay, Tanya will be sharing the links. And Tanya, can people book themselves in for a chat still with you if they want to have a quick chat to you about Absolutely. the program? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Tanya will be sharing that link as well if you if you have and they can they can uh, make a request on I mean I'm part of the group right so they yeah. can yeah. Um, they can reach out to me through the group yeah yeah and then awesome. we will do whatever we want to do whatever I would love to share more answer your questions we yeah. can even do like a little you know group one if there's more yeah. than one person if you want to do it as a group if you want to do it private I yeah. love sharing about this. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank you everybody for watching. If you have any questions whatsoever, post them in the comments below or reach out to Tanya or reach out to me. And as I've said a couple of times before already, um, Tanya will share all the links, how you can get in touch with her, how you can learn more about the program or sign up for the program. And thank you so much for your generous special that you're offering the people in the group here. And there'll also be another bonus on top that Tanya mentioned but she'll share that in the group. So if you're quick, there's even a better bonus. And um, mm -hmm. so much love to all of you. Thank you, Tanya. And have a fantastic day, evening, night, wherever you are. And this is Tanya and Marie. Thank you. And happy new year <laughs> everyone. to everyone. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show and you would like to find out more about Loving Life After Loss, please visit marialessi.com. I shall see you next week. Bye.